Hello and welcome to the Sportscast podcast. Today we're going to have a look back at the week's football, an exciting weekend of semi-final of the Rugby World Cup, the Austin, Texas Grand Prix, the qualifying, the sprint race and a little look at the Cricket World Cup with some other topical content. Liam, hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Have you dried out from Friday? Storm Bad Bear. Is that, is that what it was called? I never knew bad what it was called. Bad Storm Bad Bear or something like that. But it sounds like... But I can't remember. It was, it was a terrible name. It was a terrible Friday. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. No, I think most of the UK was uh, sort of quite heavily affected. Um, not too much of the sport. Not as much of the sport as I probably initially anticipated was was affected no i mean there there wasn't any football on anyway um but i mean pre- all of the premier Lo- all eight premier league games went ahead on saturday um and it was only really the, I think there was the, one one game in league two and that and, and everything else was was lower level yeah exactly well yeah exactly it was lower level so uh, there was there was a few i was keeping up to date with the mail online and just to see which games if any were going to be uh Cancelled. I know the... Newcastle was uh, Newcastle and Brentford was it or Luton? Uh, no, no, Nottingham. Sorry, um, that had, that was coming to question. But it was all low leagues or, or yeah, Rotherham, Rotherham Ipswich Friday night. But obviously, I've been to the Rotherham Stadium a couple of times, and it is up against the River Don, and the River Don did burst. So that was always going to be a casualty. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know they've had really, they've had. Uh, they have really heavy rain in like the Midlands, um, but it, it affected, like you say, it affected non-league teams. So yeah, pretty decent weekend, uh, pretty decent Saturday and Sunday of football. If you want to start there, yeah, I mean it started probably early on in the week. England played Italy in the yeah, Nations League, um, beaten three-one, quite convincingly as well. <laughs> probably not Italy's coming off the Euro win. Since then, they've not really been the team. They didn't qualify for the World Cup and. They've probably not been the team they were, but yeah. Well, they've got a new manager in, so the manager had, uh, had only been in the job around forty days or something like that. Yeah, um, and he brought a couple of young, cu- couple of new talents, not debuts, but a couple of young guys. And I think one of them got uh, a yellow card within nine minutes or something like that, and then the other one gave away the penalty or something like that. Or yeah, they, they, they've got some work to do, haven't they? Yeah, they lost a couple of the main players due to the, the betting scandal and stuff, but it's, it's who knows. But And then Sir Ratcliffe has got his 25% stake in Man United. Yes, he has. That That is absolutely correct. He It makes him the second richest Premier League Owner, if you if you like, I know he's not sort of like a full owner, but he's he's mm. behind behind uh, the guy that owns Newcastle. Uh, hope hope he's trying to take that as a full stake sooner or later. He's got twenty five percent. The Glazers, um, you know what they've what they've done to the club. So hopefully they he sort of over time increases that stake and and takes sort of full control. But on on the pitch, they did pretty well. They you know two one away win at Sheffield United. Um, Scott McTominay again, he's absolutely on fire. Um, 
But I think the the, the big games really Liverpool Everton uh, Anfield Liverpool winning two nil. Yeah. Ashley Young got a dubious sort of yellow card, sort of second yellow, and and I seen I seen an interview with um with the Jurgen Klopp, and the the reporter sort of says, you know, a lot of people didn't think the Everton yellow card was a yellow card, so because people don't agree with that decision, do you think the game should re- be replayed? Obviously, in jest to his um, Tottenham goal that got disallowed yeah. when he was saying it should be replayed, yeah. and he just sort of kind of goes, "What kind of questions that?" And it's like, well, you can't give it and then not expect when it goes the other way for you to not. You've got to be expect to take it. Yeah, of course. Um, and I mean, the kind of the difference is there that it was clearly Stonewall, like VAR got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to a matter of opinion, that's yeah. that's the difference. Chelsea Arsenal, good game. Chelsea two up. Arsenal, you know, an opportunity there to go top of the league and, um, you know, put a couple of points between them and City, but. But they pulled it back to two two. They did a uh, really, really crucial point for uh, well, one point. No, it's one point, um, but they could have had three for Chelsea. And I mean, they're sat eleventh, and I know we've discussed they've spent so much money over the past few years, and they are on a on a really, really poor form at the moment. So really big opportunity, and they've thrown it away. I think yeah. from the like eightieth minute or something like that. Yeah, really they, late they, on in the game. They, they, they're doing better. Pochettino will get them. I think they'll sit. They'll push for Europa League this year, and I think that's what Pochettino will get out of them. A um, couple of the players that that maybe sort of didn't get a look in before they spent big money on are starting to to get a bit of game time and things. So I think I think they'll come they'll come good. Yeah, and yeah. obviously the biggest news of out of football of the week, in my opinion, is the sad passing of Sir mm. Boyd Yeah, last night that um, I mean. You know, he, he was into his eighties, wasn't he? And he, he'd not been a very well man, but he—I mean, for for English football, he's probably one of the the last remaining greats, really. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I mean, so England—he uh, played for England from nineteen fifty-eight. Uh, I had nineteen fifty-eight to nineteen seventy, a hundred and six appearances. 49 goals, which is a strike rate of what roughly 45 percent, yeah, yeah, oh. one every other game. Um, and then, uh, not by Hurricane standards, Hurricanes of Vaya, um, <laughs> Manchester United. So, played for Wakefield, played for Waterford, played for uh, sorry, Waterford, not Watford, played for Waterford, then played for Preston. And then from 1956, uh, Manchester United made 606 appearances, you know, that's. You know, plus his plus his you know England games and his sort yeah. of you know he's had, he's had seven hundred and fifty eight hundred games in his career. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. You don't um, get people. You know, yeah, I know Messi and Ronaldo have done it, but you know, all the people that retire out. I think I think the highest appearance for the most cap or the most appearances in the Premier League for a goalkeeper. I think it was David James. It might have been broken recently, but it, it, you're looking at like 505 or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah. Gareth Barry's got the most as a player at like 550. Oh. You know, so... And I think, I think, I don't know, I think, because I think he was one of the Busby Babes if you uh, with the Munich Air disaster because yes. that yeah. was 1958 and he started playing for Manchester United in 1956. So, yeah, yeah, again, he would have been. Quite a yeah. significant significant kind of moment yeah what he's passed so 
Shall we leave football on that positive note of, of, of Charlton? Yes. And then should we start really quickly and get rip the band-aid off of the England South Africa semi-final last night? Yeah, so I'm not super into rugby. I'm not I'm not as into rugby as I am into football, obviously, when England lost in the um in the Euros final, obviously that was crushing. Um <laughs> uh, I know you're a Wales fan, so you were probably over the moon, but I think you could agree just as much as I can kind of like wave the flag of England that that South Africa were not on firing on all cylinders last night. And not only that, they were extremely lucky to nick a point. I get, well, sorry, not the point, but the, they were extremely lucky to get the penalty kind of uh, in the in the 78th minute and to knock England out. I think, yeah. The, and, 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 and the whole coming from a Welshman kind of view, but England had an opportunity yesterday that I didn't, didn't think they were going to have. Um not not when I watched them but over France. Not when I watched South Africa versus France. South Africa were unbelievable. They're agile, they were on the ball, they were strong. They were they were playing really good tactical rugby and there was tries galore. But last night there was no tries. Right, right. No tries. Well there the, the was in the end. The South Africa did get one, didn't they? Um but again, late on, 68th minute or so. Yeah, sorry, yes, they did. Yeah, but the, the thing is, and what, and what England should have capitalised on very early, they sucked South Africa into a kicking game, and it was, it, I don't know how much, it was, a, it was a wet game, it was wet, it was raining, you know. So the, they sucked South Africa into a kicking game. Um, they, they didn't handle it very well. I thought Freddie Stewart at fullback. It was fantastic um, for England at getting under those high balls, and there's there's a few sort of points to come from this. I thought I thought the referee, who was the same referee last week when South Africa beat France with the charge down to the kick, and people think it was unfair and things. It was yeah. the same same ref, Ben O'Keefe, and he he didn't have a good game again um i think early first half i think there was two or three times where south africa got over the ball made some what should have been successful turnovers but got penalized for it that you know they were england i thought holding on in the rooks and things like that and and we're, we're going unpenalized and you know i think i think johnny may i think didn't stay on on side at any one of farrell's kicks i think i think it was offside an awful lot but again didn't get pulled up and ultimately, I think England should have been bringing on George Ford at, at 10 quite early when they had the lead because his game management's better than Farrell. Farrell loses his head a little bit. They brought Sinclair into the scrum and he, the first four scrums, he, um, he got penalties given against him. You know, he very, very quickly probably lost that game for, for England. But... In, I don't know. I just think there's a couple of poor choices for for England. Yeah, where they could have they could have done more quicker. Yes, looking forward to uh, next week's final. Yeah, I mean New Zealand all over Argentina as expected, forty four six. So Friday yeah. night, third place playoff England Argentina, a repeat of the first game of their group. Yeah, and then New Zealand South Africa next weekend for the final. Cricket as well, England South Africa. Um, yeah, <laughs> repeat. But uh, yeah. England absolutely trounced on this occasion by two hundred and twenty nine runs. 
that that's one of the biggest defeats they'll have had for, for many many years. Yeah, England sit second from bottom now after winning only one out of the last four games that they've played. Yeah, they've um, got to win their last five to stand yeah. any any chance. It's a big ask. It's a big ask considering that. Uh, the, they're only on two points. I think the leaders are on ten, so they've they've got a fair amount of work to do, and they've got to, like you say, they've got to win the next five. And that's the, coming off the back of a, a a significant defeat like this. The morale won't be great. No, they they they're they're in for I think they're India in for a long one. Mm. Um, Formula One, there's there's been a Grand Prix. There, there has not well, yet. Technically, there hasn't been a race yet. There hasn't been has the not. race yet. But... Yes, um, we're in Austin, in Texas, which is um, great for Liberty Media, who own Formula One, but not for <laughs> people in the UK that don't want to stop up and watch it at eleven pm at night. Um, however, there was qualifying on Friday, uh, relatively exciting qualifying. Um, mm. Again, Verstappen in sixth position. I, I think, if I remember rightly, because uh, I, I completely mislaid my notes slash didn't make any. I think he um, mm-hmm. he did. He, he finished pole, but then he had a lap time deleted. Correct. Yeah. 19, and then since then, because the FIA, FIA are in bed with Jos Verstappen, they've now given more line. They've actually painted extra white line on the track on the outside of turn nineteen, which I find absolutely hilarious. Um, have they? They have done that. So the the second to last corner, which yeah. is the fast left hander before they turn onto the main straight, they've widened the uh, widened the track. They've they've just gone along and they've painted extra white line on the right hand side on the outside of the corner to give give drivers a bit of extra leeway. Obviously, that, 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 surely that's should just not have track limits on that corner. Then, like, surely, mm, arguably, I mean, arguably, you could take that corner super wide and. and the, the, the argument is it's the same for all drivers, and the argument is Max should have been penalised. Well, Max was penalised because he had track time deleted, and he was he, he, he cut a start uh, on sixth position today. Um, but arguably, that shouldn't be widened just because Max had an issue. And I don't think that's directly the issue. But like, directly no, but we've issue. seen it in Austria where something like there, there was eleven or thirteen hundred incidents where they'd gone over the. Got, with track limits yeah. and there was only like a possible 1550 yeah and 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 when that sort of thing's happening surely then there's an issue with the track limits whereas it you know there, there yes. isn't that many happening so therefore it is a driver error not a track issue yeah. i'll tell you something else that the uh race steward the head uh, the chief race steward has warned about today well sorry this this weekend um the I can't, I can't remember which which race it, it started. It was like mid season before the before the break. They introduced a minimum lap time, a de- like a minimum delta for yeah. all qualifying laps. So if the lap time is one twenty five, you've yes. got to go around in a minimum of two minutes ten. And that the reason for that is so that we don't get uh, all concertina up, and it's also for safety and also for people that are on flying laps that want different strategies and da da da. They have not up to now been enforcing that. However, the race director said this weekend that he would. And on Friday, the list of drivers that were under investigation for a breach of that rule was shorter with the people that weren't under investigation than it was 
were, if that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody, pretty much, other than a small handful of drivers, was Went going slower. slower than the Delta. But nothing has come of it. And this brings me back full circle to your comment. What is the point in a rule if we're not going to enforce it? 1,300 track limit inf in friction, uh, infringements. And if we have a problem on turn 19, we're just going to widen the corner. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. No. No. But uh, Charles Leclerc starting on pole for this week's uh, Austrian Grand Prix, Austin, Texas Grand Prix, uh, at Circuit de Americas. Uh, Norris in second, Hamilton in third, Sainz in fourth, Russell in fifth, and Verstappen in sixth. There has actually been a sprint race as well. It's sprint re weekend, which I do genuinely question when, when, I, when I found out it was a sprint weekend at Austin, which is quite a wide open long it's track. not it's not it's not the it's not the place i thought they'd it's have it not and it was boring i mean there's there's just two there's not enough chances of overtaking there's not it's not a condensed race it, you know it's quite a wide track it's very you know you need them in exciting places and, and i just don't think this is so tomorrow is about strategy. Max will Max will have the downforce for for a few of these corners. He'll he'll probably win the race tonight. But I just can't see. It wasn't exciting. Yeah, and I can't see the race being any different today. No. The only the only benefit to the sprint yesterday was they only had one free practice session. It was in the absolute blaring sunshine on Friday. Uh, yeah. So I think yesterday would have given the teams really good data, including McLaren, who were. Um, Priastri really struggled, but Lando didn't do too badly. But both drivers were braking extremely late into the corners and gaining such a, a massive amount of time, which will help them in the Grand Prix today if they can yeah. set the cars up to to perform in in um, in in the race. But it will be cooler. Um, it will be later on in the day, and it will be cooler, like a kind of not like a sunset race. I think it's like a dusk going into dusk race. Yeah, it's uh, eight. Uh, it's eight p.m. our time, which will be. Four, it'll be four o'clock in the afternoon their time. Yeah, cooling down as Texas standards go. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it'll be it'll not the, the season's over anyway, so it's it's a bit of a I think we don't know. there's plenty to fight for kind of uh, lower down constructors yeah. and um Hamilton is catching Checo at a rate of knots. Checo needs to pull something out in the back and in the last few races. Mm. As do Aston Martin, who've had a terrible weekend so far, both cars will today start from the pit lane, and then you've got McLaren starting second and tenth. Big points to be gained. Big big points to be gained. Very exciting. This weekend also saw two-time major winner Colin Morikawa win in Japan. That's his first win on the PGA Tour for two years. So a player that watching the Netflix documentary Full Swing, you know, they followed him quite closely because at the time he was winning majors, he was, you know, a big prospect for, for Liv and, and things like that, you know, a big name player and not picked up a tour win for two years. He's managed to break that little cycle uh, this weekend, which is he's a solid player, so I think he'll win a few more majors, so it's always good to see players winning. Next week, Will there'll be plenty of football? We'll have the final of the rugby, 
and there'll be a bit more hopefully england have done a little bit more around the for the cricket world cup because i think uh, defending champions to go out early would be quite embarrassing it would they've got a big mountain to climb and we'll all be watching however i can't see it no i can't and we're, are we going to end the podcast on a downer <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> see you next week take care bye bye I'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna and that's all we've got time for on today's episode you can reach us on instagram and twitter at sportscastpod uk we look forward to seeing you there and join us again next week